This week on the program, oh my God, there's another one. It's Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. I'm Andrew Jupin. On Stranger Steve Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Dad Mermaid. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, that's right. It is week four of Pirate Mania around here, and we are very happy to welcome, not in studio, unfortunately, but joined remotely thanks to the magic of the internet, Jordane Searles. Uh, you know her as a writer, comedian, podcaster, and the co-host of the Bad Romance Podcast. Jordane, welcome to We Hate Movies. Thanks for having me. Of course, this is great. This is another person that we can, uh, you know, you're also suffering the pirate fever with us. Mm -hmm. yeah, we're marooned on an island and we appreciate any and all new attention. It's very <laughs> much, much, much appreciated. Absolutely. Uh, this is the uh, fourth installment in the franchise from 2011 somehow, my God, directed by Rob Marshall. This is the first Verbinski-less Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Now, Jordan, we're curious here. We're asking all the guests, what is your uh, back history with this franchise? Did you see any of these suckers in theaters? Uh, yeah, I used to love these movies because I was a big Johnny Depp fan mm. at, at a time, mm -hmm. uh, mostly in the 90s, his like actual good acting. And then 2003 rolls around and he does this movie and suddenly everybody wants to suck his dick, uh, but like, <laughs> it's, true. It's, 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 I really liked it at a point. I used to think it was really good. I don't think so anymore. Uh, so yeah, I really liked the first one. I had it on DVD. I saw the second one. I thought it was fine. The third one, I actually also fell asleep. Yes. <laughs> Team nap time. <laughs> There's like a signal in that film that makes you fall asleep. <laughs> That should be, I, I have insomnia. I should just start putting that on yes. like when I'm worried about the state of the world and be like, you know what, dude, at least I'm not here. Yeah, it's not the, <laughs> not the brown note, the Z note. Now, do you, now, Jordan, do you, I don't remember this movie coming out. I'm going to be totally honest. I, bear, like, I don't remember the ad campaign. I don't remember like even teasers or any of that stuff. The, no, I have no awareness of this movie. I didn't know anything about it. I knew that there were more movies, but I just assumed that they just made one more and then they were done. But I thought that uh, the one with uh, Javier Bardem was was the fourth one. I didn't know about this one at all. <laughs> I've been calling the last like three movies of these on Stranger Tides at one point or another. <laughs> I don't know why this title specifically has stuck in my head like this. Even though I've until this afternoon or this morning, I've never seen this movie. What's that, the next and last one? Dead Man's Bluff. Somebody. Uh, Dead Man uh, Tell No Tales. Dead Men Tell No Tale. Yeah, there it, it is. Okay. Yeah. On Stranger Tides might be the one of the best titles like yeah it's totally. better than at world's end i think i think so yeah i do not mind this title at all um i also don't mind we'll get into the movie here um 
our favorite thing to point out here in We Hate Movies, an altered uh, film company opening. Yes. Not too drastic here. It's the Magic Kingdom, as always, with the Disney release. However, those mermaids jumping in Walt Disney's pool, man. He was pretty oh, upset about that. I didn't even notice that. That is there. There's mermaids in that yeah. shot? There, yeah, what are you a, talking about? There's a pirate flag over the castle now, oh, so sure. all the citizens of Disney World has been murdered. <laughs> right? Yeah, Bob Iger had that put in. <laughs> I actually went back and rewatched the opening shot of every single one because I was like, was there always a pirate flag up there? And there wasn't. No? Oh, was Just this the this first one? one? Yeah. Oh. Dark times in the Disney empire. <laughs> <laughs> Disney has fallen. <laughs> That's Captain Bob Iger. <laughs> just, dude, half mast, maybe something happens. By the way, Johnny Depp was very upset about um, some executive. I was reading Tim Cook uh, resigned between these movies. And that's he's like, my enthusiasm level shrank when Tim left the project kind of a thing, which kind of makes sense because he is sleepwalking through this movie. Well, I read that too. And that's an interesting, you know, it might, it might, makes sense for that because apparently this guy was the big defender of his portrayal of the character in the first three movies and then suddenly right. like the this more the zany elements of jack sparrow are kind of tamed in this one he's sleepwalking he bugs bunny in this movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because i just turn because there's so much of these movies there's a running theme and in this one too where he just like loves the women and he leaves them and i just could not imagine anyone having sex with this like inhuman kind of like peewee herman kind of creature <laughs> like it doesn't make sense yeah at the end, Penelope Cruz is is barking at, like, throwing herself at this guy who looks like a Guns N' Roses roadie. <laughs> and it, he lies about being pregnant, and I'm just like, <laughs> by him? <laughs> I mean, and the crust and the smell and everything else, like, you know, the character's got a fucking stink. The whole personality, people should be treating him like a space alien or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you gotta figure, this is like the mid-18th century. Uh, sure. As right. far as, like, Love pirates it. go, I don't know. If you had a choice between Jack Sparrow and Gibbs? I'm going know. Gibbs, dude. Gibbs an honest <laughs> man. Do yeah. Right? And Gibbs has those mutton chops. Those are like handles, am I right? Gibbs. I feel like Gibbs's mouth is less disgusting. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's probably true. <laughs> On the internet, they might say Gibbs is daddy, right, everybody? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't what? know. He also seems She's like a gonna tender leave the show. Lover. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna force her off the show. <laughs> Wait, Gibbs is daddy. That's what I Gibbs said. Is- Gibbs is daddy. Yeah, I can see that. I can go with that. Yeah. But what does that mean? <laughs> He's oh, just an older, sexy man, I think, is what's going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like uh, like Twitter speak for like, he's hot. Like, there's a lot of like weird choices for that where they'll have like Martin Scorsese and he'll be like, Marty, that's daddy. And I'm just like, all right, he's very old. <laughs> daddy, that was a wonderful picture by Vincent Minnelli. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called me daddy on the internet. Um, so yeah, we start off, uh, our cold open here. Uh, there's a small little trawler that is reeling in a fishing net. And, uh, you know, the thing you don't want to have happen when you're out fishing in the ocean in the middle of the night is to pull up your net and there's a dude in your net who is also alive. Yeah, I'd fix that with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> so this, the King of Spain is like, oh, cool. Uh, fountain of youth, Ponce de Leon. How soon can you sail? And this dude, kind of a great line. He's like, with the tide. 
a great way to say right away. I actually like that. Like as soon as the tide goes out, your highness, we're out of here. Oh, no, I must... have to, we're gonna have to wait a day. This is a stranger tide than I'm used to. <laughs> this gentleman looks a lot like Alan Moore that they find, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely. I think it might have been Alan Moore. Okay, yeah. Or inspired a, by Alan Moore. I think that's where they fa- that's where he got that inspiration for that Watchmen Pirate comic, I think. Oh, of course. Oh, that all I checks out. What about that? That's early more no. Now he has like a beard. It's almost a colony that's living in that fucking beard of his now. Oh, well, man. everybody's hair is really up to 11 in this movie. Like mm-hmm. Johnny Depp had the dreads before, but now they're like gigantic like they're thicker and they're also blonde and kind of just like look like shit like i mean they look like shit before but they look worse and then barbosa has that like giant unwieldy wig that's not the same color as his like chin hair yeah it's out of control barbosa like siding with the the monarchy here for part of this movie and thus wearing like i think he just took jonathan price's wig they were like hey man you got <laughs> killed in that last movie you don't need this anymore yoink man, i know we- what they were trying to do but like they didn't have to make him look like complete shit yeah <laughs> he yes. looks like a dried turd well yes. yeah because he's got the like the white face paint of the court or whatever it's like so flaky right. yeah it yeah, looks terrible i will it's say the, the thing too about that about how everybody looks i think is you know verbinski isn't directing this anymore the crazy filters are gone and i actually miss them because like in the cold light of day these costumes look like garbage you know what oh, i mean like, yeah mm-hmm. the filters were great i mean well this is directed by rob marshall which is like oh. disney's bitch like <laughs> They just kind of <laughs> tell him to do something and he doesn't he doesn't really have any like aesthetic style. So it just looks kind of like a video game. I just kept on thinking of the movie in terms of like levels. Like this is the level where we get the guy out of prison. This is the level where the mermaids attack. It all just yeah. looks like we're playing through it very slowly. Absolutely. They're like anticipating like as soon as this movie is a massive hit, we're gonna release a not so great uh totally unappealing video game that no one will buy yeah assassin's <laughs> creed's caribbean's drift totally <laughs> uh in true pirates of the caribbean fashion at this point now in the franchise we're also starting this movie you're not 15 minutes into this thing and it is already we are getting all revved up for mass pirate execution it is now entertainment in the in foggy old London town, that's where we go next. And I kind of appreciate. I kind of like enjoy. Like, okay, yeah, we're going to Europe. That's something new. I did like that. We're, yeah, we're briefly there. I do think the the London segment is maybe the strongest part of the film because at least some of those fights and escapes feel grounded in some way. Well, it's it's breezier too. Like the the yeah. late we've 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 jettisoned so much of the mythology of the first couple of movies, and now yeah. we're just now we're doing what we kind of talked about in, on these for a while it's like it's its own little adventure you know what i mean like and it yeah. becomes laden and stupid in right. its own right but like at least in the start in london it's like okay this is like an, a fresh start yeah daddy has a court date mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i just want to see some memes daddy gives i'll be honest with you and i'll i'll, I'll share Dude, those. why don't coming. you just make them I, i'm yeah. not a memer you know i'm oh, not a memer sure a meme smith? You're you an, un- a meme you're smith? an unlicensed memer? Exactly. Never I, graduated from meme school? I'm an idea man, dude. <laughs> uh-huh. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but yes, Gibbs is on trial for being a pirate. The crime of being a pirate. He is set to be executed. When, uh-oh, we're starting off with funny disguises. Here's Johnny Depp pretending to be 
the magistrate here. Because Gibbs is being uh, accounted for Sparrow's crimes. He's, yes. he's being tried as Jack Sparrow. Mistaken identity, yeah. And yes. Get into that outfit. Like, and how did he get past all those guards? Oh, that's a great question. Kind of the same question as like, how did Jack Sparrow get in that coffin in the second movie? Yeah. You know? <laughs> with, a, with a drunken Bugs Bunny shimmy, I think is the idea. <laughs> totally. He uh, dressed up as a pretty lady and then tricked the judge and like hit him over the head with a hammer and stole his, his gown or whatever. Um, also, though, I think people would notice right away. It's like, wow, that judge really smells like we were in this courtroom and then remember when the judge came in and like right before it didn't smell but then we got it he came into the courtroom and now it smells but and also like gotta be people that like work there every day that's like yeah, yeah. no that's uh that's not the judge no no i, <laughs> I, I carry his fucking bedpan every day that's not the judge i know that guy right there yeah he's an imposter everybody smells like shit but nobody not everybody smells like shit and the sea Mm, right (laughs) yeah this guy smells of like sand and salt water he might be a pirate in disguise and we're doing a sequel thing where like gibbs knows what's going on but he's angry at johnny depp so he's like trying to he's kind of saying that he might turn him in as this is happening kind of a thing like they're they're frenemies they're they're having like a, a separate conversation like on a different wavelength as they're like in this court proceeding or whatever um we learn that Gibbs' first name is Joshamy. Mm-hmm. That's something. I hope yeah. that name comes back. <laughs> I hope a oh, bunch you of think kids like named Joshamy? That's exactly right, dude. We have a bunch of like hipsters naming their kids Joshamy now. <laughs> yes. This is my no, daughter. No, it's not Joshua. It's Joshamy. Excuse me. My, my daughter Jaden and my son Joshamy. <laughs> We're out of Joshamy license plates in the gift shop. <laughs> Why, yes, we are Lutherans. <laughs> oh, whatever, man. So they get in this whole tussle or whatever, and Johnny Depp's like, you know what? Uh, this guy can just spend his life in jail. He doesn't have to be executed. And there is one woman in the gallery of this courthouse that is not having it. Like, she's so there for blood and is screaming about this guy not being hanged. It's like Seinfeld being delayed, dude. That's all they got. (laughs) Yeah, and it's. I almost wanted. They like are are selling like like hung puppets outside of the thing. (laughs) I wanted them to like just sell a T-shirt then, Uh, like break out the big stuff, popcorn in the bucket, do the whole thing. Seinfeld being delayed. It'd be great if like they finally catch Jack Sparrow and Gibbs over like the Good Samaritan law. He refuses to help some somebody who's about to be run down by like a uh like you know horse and carriage or something like that. They just laugh at him. Speaking of horse and carriage, this is now where we get an an exciting moment, right? So Gibbs is being taken to the Tower of London for sentence to life instead of death. And Jack Sparrow pays off the carriage rider, but the carriage rider, uh uh-uh, pirate tattoo. That means he's just going to double-cross you anyway and actually take (laughs) you to the fucking Tower of London. (laughs) Or whatever. They they go to the king's, like, courtroom or or dining table. It's not a throne room, but it should should have been a throne room. Yeah, I don't know if they're at the palace here specifically, but this is Richard Griffiths, the late Richard Griffiths as King George. Yeah. Uh, did not know he was slumming it in these movies. That's kind of sad. It's one of his last roles. He, he passed away a couple, a couple years after this. Ah, oh, that's a loss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With Nell and I, right? Right, everybody? That's right. Yeah. With Nell and I, indeed, dude. Yeah. He's excellent in that movie. 
And I uh, think this is the best scene in the movie. And this is where we, you know, Johnny Depp then tries to, instead, like, so the king offers him, like, I guess he would work with Barbarossa and he refuses and decides to make this huge distraction to instead. escape. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's right. It's like, I can't work with my former coworker anymore. I refuse to do this. Instead, I'm going to escape the office. But to Jordan's point, like, he's, like, comically after these, like, cream puffs and stuff yeah. it's very bugs bunny esque it's not like in the first movie it's all about booze right and like in this one it's like it's a little more family friendly he wants like food like he's kind of like alf in some way you know what i mean like i don't yeah, know I'm, like, I'm gonna eat a cat savvy yeah and this one he's just like he's he's stepping on the food he's like running down the table and then he swings on the chandelier and there's like fruit on the chandelier for some reason i don't know like i don't know if he brought it from the table brought it for the chandelier or there was just like fruit on the chandelier and he just like swings up and takes a bite yeah, there was at least one piece of food that he like kicked up there by mistake, I guess. But he goes back for it because all oh, that lovable rogue. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have your blood sugar up if you're going to be doing comical pranks. So you know you got to yeah. eat, you gotta make sure you're okay. But it's a decent fight here. It's just so you know, it's like a restrained sword fight. There's no donkeys running through, and there's no like <laughs> interdimensional squid monster. So it, it kind of worked for me. Also, the chandelier. I'm a sucker. For for. I love oh, swinging yeah. off a chandelier. Yeah. I mean, because that's like very like tried and true element of an old pirate movie, which yeah. we never really get to see in these movies because they're never in a place that would have a chandelier. Yeah, um, like you said, there should be a throne room so we get a little bit more, you know, opulence is what I'm looking for here, guys. Sure. Uh, but so before the breakout happens, though, Barbosa does come in and he's like, hey, you're going to team up with Barbosa to do this. Barbosa, by the way, sporting a nice wooden leg in this movie. He's now peg leg Barbosa. You know, he's up up at his pirate game. I feel like that's like more of a thing, you know, like I just, that's an upgrade I feel for him. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a real commitment to your bit. Like I, I sort of look at getting a peg leg like that, like uh, folks who are really into like uh, having like plugs in their ears and you get the gauges like bigger and bigger. And eventually it's like, I'm going to pass a point where I will not be able to reverse this Let's do it. Wait, wait, so then, so then you start doing your feet, and then you get like a bigger and bigger foot. It's like the ga- there's bigger gauges of feet. Yes. No, I'm not saying specifically for your leg, but it's just it's a commitment to your look. Right. Um, I, I, I do appreciate that this is a it's an off screen development for this character. That's minor enough that it's acceptable to happen off screen, unlike last week with the murder of the Kraken, which we never get to see. Right. Yeah. I mean, but that's kind of the thing is like his thing is like he, he wants revenge for Blackbeard for doing this to him and yada, right. yada, yada, which we kind of get to eventually. He took but- the pearl! <laughs> he took the-, the pearl! The peg leg is like, we haven't seen it yet. That's a pirate thing. I don't And then maybe we add Blackbeard. That's a, that's a pirate thing. He's People a known pirate. <laughs> I will say, I don't know if I'm going to be uh, alone here in any way, but Blackbeard, kind of one of the highlights of this movie. Oh, he's Ian the McC- best character. Ian McShane gives a shit, I think, at least. Because yeah. it's not the fourth fucking time he's been in a pirate movie. It's the first time he's been in a pirate movie. So, of course, the energy's there. Also, I think a guy like Ian McShane, born to play a pirate. I mean, just look at him. That's totally. natural pirate look right there. Um, yeah. <laughs> But so, yeah, so the whole thing is the King George is like, all right, look, I heard rumors that the Spanish were also trying to find the Fountain of Youth, and I will not be upstaged by any Spaniards, so you have to 
race back to the Caribbean and get the uh, Fountain of Youth or get to the Fountain of Youth, you know, before the Spaniards do, because this is the kingdom of Britain and we are the absolute best at everything. Oh, by the way, did you see one of the king's advisors here? Uh, mm. Quiburn from Game of Thrones. Yep. Yeah, Anton Lesser. Oh, that's who that is. Okay, because it was one of those guys, like he's like some stuff shirt in this movie and I'm like, that guy is something. Okay. Who? Yeah, he was, uh, the- oh my lord. Okay, so in Game of Thrones, uh. there was, okay, it starts out with Robert Baratheon going on a big... <laughs> Jordan, go to the bathroom now. You have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Just I, I have never like. watched that show. Like when when my fiance watches it, I just leave the room and go watch something more. <laughs> um, That's the move. All right, Cliff notes. <laughs> Quiburn was like the evil advisor to Cersei towards the end of the series. He made the oh, big okay. Frankenstein monster. Yes. Yeah. All right. Fair Sir, Sir Robert Strong, but was, was it? It was still Gregor, but anyway, the book was different. That's not as good as the other cameo, which is Judy Dench. Yes. <laughs> oh man, yes. you're so into the carriage. So My he escapes, God. and there's a big high speed chase here and there. It is a high speed chase because we're on top of all of these carriages and stuff. But he, at one point, yeah, like swings into a carriage, and there's Dame Judy Dench, like. I guess was on vacation near the set and was, you know, hip to participate. I don't understand why this is here. I I, I feel like she just wanted to be there. But also, mm-hmm. I would watch a pirate movie with Judy Dench. I was kind of sad. Okay. <laughs> I want to see her on a ship. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many characters in this franchise that start off not as pirates, but then later become pirates. And I think she would be doing an awesome job becoming a pirate. What if she was Blackbeard? Yeah, I mean, that'd be Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I mean, she played played that cat that was, like, originally a dude, so why not? Oh, that's right. Oh, cats. Yes, yes. Old Deuteronomy. That's right. Oh, man. I said shivers down my spine. I guess she was just a fan of the franchise, kind of one of those things. Why not? Well, she should become like uh, his backer, like like James, (laughs) like M for James Bond, but for Jack Sparrow. Okay, I can see that. She's keeping him organized and like on on track. Come back dead, Jack. Come back dead. That is my prayer every time Jack Sparrow goes out on the high seas. I want to see like a pirate cue, you know, that's just like, eh, it's a fucking rusty sword. <laughs> when you turn it this way, it turns into also a rusty sword. <laughs> Maybe, you know, because she won that Academy Award for Shakespeare in Love, and that was like three minutes of screen time or whatever. Maybe she thought yeah. she could do it again. Maybe she's been in a Rob Marshall movie. I'm not remembering. Uh, she's not in Chicago. She's not. I don't think she's in Nine. There's, uh, in, oh, she's the Geisha the in Memoirs of a Geisha. Oh. Yes. oh of course. She's the titular Geisha. Uh, she is not. <laughs> uh, I like oh, and then Jordan, every- Jordan mentioned Into the Woods, which I thought was a fucking wretched movie. Uh, it was in a big thing. Could not stand it. Did not see it. Yeah. Get, get that okay. James Corden off my movie screens. Oh, speaking of cats. Oh, now I'm disgusted all over again. I have not seen cats yet. We're, I'm, we're going to do a commentary. No. How have you not but, seen cats? <laughs> I wanted to, but I'm holding it because we're going to do a commentary on Patreon and uh, it's going to be my first time. I haven't seen any iteration. I know nothing about it. People have been saying Jellica or whatever. What is it? Jellicle. 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 Yeah, and that just sounds like a fucking jello 
thing to me. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, so the big chase scene kind of comes to an end. There's a lot of, like, horses running through fake fire around here. Um, kind of a thing that really does add to the video gameness of everything is there is a ton of CGI in this movie. Like, obviously, all of these movies have CGI here and, here and there, but I feel like this one specifically amps that up. A lot of the ships are way more CGI. Well, the budget um, was like $400 million, which is yeah. insane. This is the most expensive movie ever made. Which is I just... Thought, I noticed it the most with the mermaid attack because when the mermaids are just like flipping their tails and like like landing on everything and just like attacking, <laughs> they just look fake as fuck. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, really it's, bad. it's so bad. So much of this is... All of your big action scenes are at night. So you like, you know, cover up how bad this stuff looks. Like, I don't know where this money was going. I didn't hear that the mermaids were attacking it, and I saw it, and I was like, "What? What's happening? What is that? <laughs> the fuck's going on? What is this? A zombie attack in the middle of this?" We'll get there, but like, they're like flying. They're like flying around. Yes. It's fucking weird. They're vampire mermaids. <laughs> exactly. Actually, we were when we were watching the movie the other night. We were texting back and forth, and I said, "Just do fucking Dracula. Fuck, fuck this mermaid shit." <laughs> I'm telling you, that was in the writer's room for sure. <laughs> it was Somebody just on a whiteboard. Dracula, question mark? Maybe. Okay, so, you know, like, you start out in foggy old London town, maybe, you know, Dracula is, is in, in dirt, in a coffin, on a ship, going to the Caribbean because he likes to party, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Jack gets involved, etc. I can see it, man. I mean, you know, I think what Dracula you know, takes place like a hundred years after this movie. But so maybe he doesn't go to England right away to buy Carfax Abbey. First, he's going on vacation. Right, exactly. I'd love Carfax it. Abbey? Is that, did I hear that correctly? Car, Carfax Abbey is the name, yeah. the name uh, of the, the house that yeah, he buys it tells in you London. the blue book value of your fucking <laughs> Chevy. Thank, thank you. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the chase ends. He, he is hearing all of these rumors about, oh, Jack Sparrow is, looking for a ship and looking for a crew. And he's actually holding auditions to be part of his crew at this tavern. And so Sparrow realizes there's someone else who's using his identity and he wants to get to the bottom of it. So he goes to this tavern where uh, right outside, he's about to be assassinated by a red coat, but then that dude drops dead because thank God, another Keith Richards cameo in this movie. (sighs) And I have to say, at least in this movie, he acknowledges that he looks like complete shit. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's true he's like oh yeah because there's a line like oh do you think i've seen the fountain of youth look at me yeah because he's like oh hey dad did you ever find the fountain of youth and he's like look at me do i look like i did that i look like a fucking football that's been left in a pool for a long weekend <sighs> it's this i mean it's like it reminds me a lot about something that i've always been curious about which is like why don't white guys ever wear sunscreen? I mean, this is the past, so of course they don't have it. But right. when I look at Keith Richards, I'm just like, why doesn't he wear sunscreen? Like, it's made for you. <laughs> white skin, just I wear learned, it. I learned that lesson the hard way. I went to Los Angeles years ago, and I was just like, oh, I'm fine. And uh, I became red as a lobster. Ooh. Yes. See, yeah. If you don't use lotion, you can get your skin at a, like a jerky type, and then it just tastes better when you eat your own skin. Yeah, I mean, oh, I see Keith Richards as an eater. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that explains That's... that. Uh-huh. See, it's a very easy thing to figure out if you think about it. 
So this, they're having a drink in the tavern. What were you going to say, Steve? Oh, no, this is when Penelope Cruz kind of shows up in, like, uh, uh, Johnny Depp cosplay a little bit. And it's interesting because do you think this was any kind of commentary on, like, all of these Jack Sparrow people you saw, like, as these movies got bigger, like, Halloween costumes, street performers? I mean, because you, I have seen multiple Jack Sparrow cosplayers, like, just out in the world. Right. Yeah. But, but we've seen multiple Jack Sparrows in the last movie as well. I mean, the big problem with this, like, it's a, it ends up being a reveal that, like, oh, it's Penelope Cruz or whatever. But it goes, the fight sequence goes on way too long. And the reveal would be more powerful if it's quick. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. my opinion. <laughs> well, they, they kiss first. And it's like, he's kissing a dude. And, like, you know, everything kind of shakes. And it's like, obviously. He's falling a... off at the time, too, by the way. <laughs> He has a a kind of funny line here that's like perfect for the characters. After he kisses her, I mean, she's still got like the fake mustache on and everything. And he goes, oh, I've always wanted to do that. And I was like, yes, of course, Jack Sparrow is the guy who dreams of making out with himself. Like, absolutely he wants to one, do that. One of my biggest pet peeves, and we've discussed it a hundred times on this uh, uh, on this show, is what, I've seen the poster. I know Penelope Cruz is in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, like, see her eye, and then they're like, no, you don't know who it is. Who possibly could it be? Could it be Ian McShane? <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg! <laughs> it's like, you know it's Penelope Cruz. Just stop with this. It, it makes the filmmaking feel so, like, uh, on track. Like, well, uh, like just uh, th- pre-thought. This is like a ten-minute sword fight. Yep, and it's a ten-minute sword fight after, like, three minutes ago we finished a huge, like, ten to fifteen-minute escape scene. Exactly. It's reminiscent of that um, of the Orlando Bloom sword fight, actually. The whole oh yeah, down yeah. And we're yep. jumping on oh. stuff. Is that a reference to anything? Because like everyone wanted them to kiss in that scene, right? Oh, maybe the whole fan community. Oh, that entirely could be possible. By the way, Cabin, do not tease me with your fantasy casting, dude. Because anything that would brighten up this franchise, the Whoopster is definitely one of them. Yeah, uh, I, I would. I could take it. Yeah, you'd I be mean, hard like pressed getting the Whoopster in these movies, though. I would love a black actor in this movie that's not a cannibal or a monster or something. Because that's the only... that We'll get into it, but that guy sucks so bad. Oh, the guy who's zombified? Uh, the yeah, guy that's... who's, like, not Dijma Hansu? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole zombie stuff that we're, like, finally getting around to. I'm surprised it took them four movies to get into that whole thing. Um, These, like, Ian McShane and Blackbeard would be cool, but they make him, like this weird magic guy and he's like a cenobite really he's like shooting ropes <laughs> at people and like whipping people up with ropes and he's got a he's got like a crew of jason Voorhees. Things. Yeah, yeah it's like a crew of it's a zombie crew because it makes them more compliant question mark mm, yeah <laughs> totally yeah i guess jeffrey dahmer would have been a great fucking <laughs> come on <laughs> but yeah i don't i mean and I don't know the legend of Blackbeard, but the whole, like, he's controlling the ship, like, with his sword. Uh, You've got to give me more on this enchanted sword. I, yep. I know, like, it, it's pretty obvious through the filming language that the sword's doing the action, but yes, yes. it's not, like, clear, like, I got this sword from a magic guy, and that's what happened. I need, to, I need him to talk to the sword and, like, yeah. be it his, like, like <laughs> oh, Mary, we're going to go out on the seas again tonight. My sword, and Mary. Mary. <laughs> Sweet Mary. I do love... So Penelope Cruz, I think, is good in this movie, but her character sucks. Is that, yeah. is that fair? 
Like I think she, right. she she does a good job, but like they and they set up like it's your classic Pirates of the Caribbean thing where they set up one character and then it's like, oh, here's a reveal. I like the first one, which is like just this like ex lover of Jack Sparrow's who was uh, gonna be a, a Spanish nun, and then he you know he he tempted her and yada yada yada, and she's out for blood. And it's like, oh no, she's actually just obsessed with her dad. It's Blackbeard. It's her her dad. There was so much dad obsession in this franchise, and I don't understand. You're a grown-ass woman. Your dad is old as hell. Why do you, like, I just, the whole time I was just like, does she want to fuck her dad? I just don't understand. (laughs) What her issue is, because it's like, because it's like, the whole movie is like, we need to save him from dying, but like, he's old as hell. Just let him die. People didn't even live that long back then. (laughs) Totally. And like, her whole... (laughs) motivation of like getting him to drink from the fountain of youth is like so she can have more time with this guy and it's like what are you even talking about like (laughs) your dad is blackbeard dude i'm sorry if your dad was fucking adolf hitler would you want him to stick around this (laughs) guy's a mass murderer but he's my dad time to do what (laughs) (laughs) there's good in hitler i can save him That's but a great they, question, though, Jordan. It's like more time for what? Like for piracy? Like this guy's not coming to a family gathering. But, but no, she wants to see more people killed, more people burned up, <laughs> more people like, oh, the rope stuff is fantastic. <laughs> Maybe they want to go to like the first ice cream parlor, possibly. That'd be fun, a father-daughter <laughs> event. Penelope Cruz is like, is like somebody writing like bitches, man. They like like their dads and they're like obsessed with their ex-boyfriends and they lie all the time. <laughs> it's I mean, well, really yeah, we'll lying. get to the ending, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, the desperation of lying about being pregnant for two seconds there is kind of like, wait, what are you doing? Movie? Huh? Hang on a second. I want to say about that fight scene the two of them have, though, there is a hilarious moment where uh, he's Johnny Depp's trying to run up like some ramp and she's knocking all these barrels down like it's Donkey Kong. Yes. And he's getting fucking hit with all these barrels and trying to jump over them. Not too shabby. I had a good laugh over that. Is this the dozenth uh, rafters fight we've had? It's, in this? it's been a lot. There's been a lot. I think we're getting tired of it, man. I think we're physically getting tired of seeing people fight in and around rafters. Doesn't that make it more interesting than the ground? Look, no, they're just... above the floor. Whoa, could you imagine doing that? That's like danger. Fights on a floor, whatever. Flights and <laughs> fights in the rafters, look out. You took away the fucking donkey. That was my favorite part. <laughs> Good. Take away anything. Take away the goddamn rafters. <laughs> uh, Stephen Graham shows up here as one of the other pirates, like her number two kind of a thing. Yes. He's uh, kind Stephen, of fun. Stephen Graham scrum. from Snatch and, yeah, The Irishman. Oh, right. Uh, he is great in The Irishman, actually. Incredible. And another uh, Ian McShane classic, Hellboy, the remake. Uh-huh. Who is he? Oh, he does the voice of that monster in that movie, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. That's oh, the pig beast? Yeah, oh, that sucks. I forgot uh-huh. about that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so uh, Keith Richards, I think, is the first one to make reference to there's this, like, ceremony or ritual they have to do in, you know, involving the Fountain of Youth. It's not just, like, we can't just go to the Fountain of Youth and have somebody, like, dip a cup in the water and drink from it. Oh, no. We've got to find two chalices 
uh, we need the tear of a mermaid. Like, come yeah, on, everybody, with collecting tears. The regular enticement of a fountain of youth is not c- convoluted enough. Like, we have to be in line <laughs> with the rest of the movies where you have to have fucking seven MacGuffins going. I'm just I glad. looked it up on Wikipedia, and it's like, there has to be two chalices. One of them has a mermaid tear in it. The one who drinks the one with the mermaid tear is the person who gets eternal life. And then the other person drinking it gets their life drained from them and brought into the person with the mermaid tear cup. I mean, it's so Ooh. confusing. So does that mean to drink from the fountain of youth, you need to kill someone in this Absolutely. drinking? Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> you bring like a sipping from a cup right. innocently. You know. And also torture a mermaid. Or yeah. I guess tell her a sad story. <laughs> Put you an know. onion under her face. That's all you have to do. Right. Let me get uh, two vodka rocks, uh, one with a mermaid's tear, one definitely not with a mermaid's tear. Um, (laughs) Oh, and please carefully mark which one is which. (laughs) I really need to know. Dude, the whole thing with just collecting a tear, though. And also, I'm sorry, when I like this is a franchise where I've seen fish people. Uh, uh, One of the villains was a big octopus face gentleman. Uh, we literally fell off the edge of the world in the last movie. But there was something about just the second my ear heard mermaid, I was yeah. like, no, come on. Oh, come on. That's a little too far with pirate lore for whatever reason. <laughs> you get three at most. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Three mermaids, that's fine. A battalion, a, a, a <laughs> fucking siege of goddamn mermaids. No, that doesn't work. Well, I- there are so many char- there are so many characters that do not speak in this movie, which also makes me feel like it's a video game. Like it's just like they're all just kind of there, but they're like non-playable characters. <laughs> yeah, they've got like the two sound bits, like meh, da 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 da, meh, da da da, meh, Yeah, they do sound like that. <laughs> That's essentially it. I do so. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what what happens to Johnny Depp here? He gets he gets knocked out and, and yeah, he gets on a, he gets an, ship. Yeah, he gets an arrow in or a, a dart in his neck. And when he wakes up, he's uh, Scrum tells him that he's on the Queen Anne's Revenge. And this is Johnny Depp going, "Oh, Queen Anne's Revenge." I guess that means Blackbeard is in this movie. Audience, <laughs> Queen Anne's Revenge sounds like a hell of a cake, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> it sounds like something you'd uh, be dealing with after some form of food poisoning, actually. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, like oh, oh my man. God, last night I ate 40 British chicken wings. <laughs> yeah, don't fuck And I woke up with Queen Anne's <laughs> Revenge. Uh, sorry, love, I kept me going to your, your bridal shower. I got the Queen Anne's Revenge. Flavor <laughs> was the curry last night, Emmy, the Queen Anne's Revenge. Don't drink the water in the UK. Yeah, but too, uh, there's this pirate bar like downtown in New York uh, called The Folly. And I went there for one of my birthdays and they had all these like weird drink names. And now I kind of want to go back and see if they have a Queen's Queen Anne's Revenge. I had, a oh. tapping the, I had tapping the Admiral and I do not remember <laughs> anything that happened after like tapping the Admiral too. <laughs> sure. Do you remember whether or not it was tasty, though? It was delicious. Like, I loved the <laughs> drinks at that bar. But yeah, I was so drunk. Actually, like, my fiancé first proposed to me at that bar because we were so drunk. <laughs> and he was, it was like 4 a.m. And he's like, you want to get married? <laughs> oh, I love it. Did you have to have that second conversation the next day of like, yeah, we do want to get married, though, right? <laughs> 
Yes, no, it happened like I had, I totally blacked out and then I woke up and then he was like, do you remember what we said last week? Anyway, if New York ever opens up, you should go to that. It's going to be my first stop. Did you remember what we said last night? Star Trek marathon? Yes, but also. (laughs) (laughs) Also life-changing decision. Does that ring any bells? Oh, it would be really dinner tonight, it would right? Be, That's what we're talking about. Yeah, it would be dinner. Yeah, it would be terrible if they kept on like asking for different things. Oh, you mean the time we talked about the New Yorker article? No, not that. <laughs> oh, the time we talked about going for Indian tomorrow? No, not that. <laughs> Keep going. So we're on Blackbeard's ship. Uh, this is where we're told uh, that the the men have all been zombified because all the all the like captured pirates are scrubbing the poop deck right now. And there's a guy going around yelling at everybody and whipping them. Yeah. I mean, this is another instance of seeing people scrub the poop deck. And I'm thinking there's gotta be a better place to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, look, let me in there. I got the queen Anne's revenge again. Oh, I better get off the deck. Oh. Um, but this is also, they're like, Oh yeah. So Blackbeard. AKA Edward Teach, uh, which was historically, I guess, his real name, Resurrector of the Dead. And, sure. you know, if you tell me uh, that a character in, in a film is known as a Resurrector of the Dead, I better see that shit in the movie, not just the byproduct of it after the fact. Mm-mm-mm. CGI ropes, though. Well, that's the thing is if they showed CGI it, ropes. Right. They went for CGI ropes because if they showed some type of like dark arts ritual, it'd be like, this is not a Disney movie anymore. I guess. Oh, it's, all, well, it's, witch, it's witchcraft, dude. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> and around this time is where they introduce the um the Sam Claflin character, oh. the the missionary. Which yeah, um, so this movie is based on a book, and they just basically like put Jack Sparrow and Barbosa and some other people in it. And this guy is the protagonist of the book. Let me really oh. so uh. coloring book. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think it's a real book. I read, yeah, I read that too. Like they just took the, and they were like, oh, you know, we wanted to adapt it, but not adapt it and piratify it a little bit. And then they just kind of like, yeah, like it's, it's basically Roger Rabbit where they're they're next to all these other characters. I guess it would it, actually make sense to like make this missionary the main character, and he like gets entangled in a wacky adventure with side character Jack Sparrow, and then you actually have a protagonist with a point of view. Well, yeah. that's yeah, yeah, that's sort of what you know, Curse of the Black Pearl starts as, is it's like the, you know, we talked about this, it's sort of like the Orlando Bloom show a little bit, and then it skyrockets into the Jack Sparrow show. And I I will say Sam Claflin is a a step up from Orlando Bloom, at least in the acting department. The character kind of falls off a cliff, like, narratively, but at least, like, when he's saying words, I believe them a little bit. That's fair, but, like, I just don't care about this storyline whatsoever. Like, no, because it, the movie doesn't all. give you a reason to. No, why would? So, like, him being good, I'm just like, okay. Well, yes. yeah, and I mean, like, it's like he's a Christian missionary, so I guess the narrative idea is that, like, Blackbeard is evil and he is good, and it's, like, good, like, um, clashing with evil, except that they're not even, they're not even, like, punching the same weight. Like, it's Ian McShane, and it's, like, this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He doesn't stand a chance, like, clearly against Blackbeard. Like, and I like Sam Claflin. I think he's a really good actor. Um, he's great watch- in The Nightingale. Yes. yes. So oh. 
That is a that is a rough movie, but he is very good in it. Obviously, intentionally uh, rough, by the way. Um, but then, like the exact opposite of that, I'm pretty sure this was Sam Claflin. There's that new Netflix uh, romantic comedy that came out. Um, is Claflin the guy in that? It's a brother uh, is at his sister's wedding, and then like other people attend and it's kind of like a wacky wedding farce has anyone seen this oh i thought that was yes yes love wedding repeat yes there it is one of the most unfortunately structured things i've ever seen because like it starts as a fairly decent you know wacky comedy and i don't want to spoil the the twist for other people actually no if you read the netflix thing it tells you the movie just stops and it's like boy that's a bummer wouldn't it be crazy if this happened instead and the movie rewinds itself? And then it just plays live, die, repeat with Tom Cruise. <laughs> Honestly, that's what it is. It's live, die, romantic comedy, repeat, basically. <laughs> and I think actually, oh, oh no, that's what it is. The tie here that my brain was making. It's not Judy Dench doing the narration, but it's a woman who happens to be Judy Dench's like, lifelong personal assistant that also sounds exactly like her doing this narration. Very she confusing. All, she does all the voiceover of the James Bond games, is what you're saying? <laughs> like it, dude, honestly, work? it's entirely possible she sounds uncannily like Judy so Dench. Like Very Judy, weird. Judy Bench? <laughs> yes, it was. It, they hired Judy Bench and it's, uh, with a Y instead of an I. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like we meet all of his crew. We also meet this guy named the Quartermaster who has prophesied um, Blackbeard's death in a couple of weeks. The quartermaster looks like an evil Howie Mandel. Anybody else get that? <laughs> I did not, but now that you said that, I'm going to have to go back and look at this guy. Is this the guy play, that played... Is this the uh, J- actual Jason Voorhees, Derek Mirar? Oh, was he Jason Voorhees? Yes, he in was. In the remake. Yeah, he was uh, in the no. 2009. He was also the guy who played Swamp Thing in the, the DC show there. Got it. Yeah, he he looks. I mean, at least in this movie, looks an awful lot like Howie Mandel. Uh, deal or no people, deal. Did he put a glove on his head? <laughs> <laughs> people more literate than myself. Is this guy not sort of like a weird, uh, like pseudo Moby Dick reference? Because isn't there a guy in Moby Dick that has a sort of prophecy about uh, Ahab's death? Well, there's yeah, a couple references like he won't, he, they say he won't go out of his cabin and that's what a- Ahab doesn't come out of his cabin. Yeah. No, but I'm saying the quartermaster guy specifically because <sighs> yeah, he can see the future. I think that's maybe Queequeg a little bit. No, uh, it's the, the one that starts hundred... with an F. Uh, my wife knew it. It's like Finney or something like that. Finn. It starts with an F, I forget, but she, she knew it these right are, off the these bat. These are Moby Dick characters? Yes. Yeah. And it does not for it. It, it doesn't it, but, matter. But it is a reference. Andrew uh, Soph knew it right off the bat. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, so I'm not totally off base <laughs> with that thought. <laughs> of all of Moby Dick that I've read, which is to say once they start those like 200 pages on the history of whaling, I put the book away forever. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just Googled <laughs> Moby Dick characters. And, uh-huh. Big and just, you, know, you know how Google does that thing for you? It's like, oh, okay, we'll get you all these character pages on top of the results. Oh, yeah. So it's Captain Ahab, Ishmael, sure. Queequeg, Moby Dick, Father Maple, Starbuck. Stub Captain Boomer, by the way, sounds like a wow. guy that's going to send back a coffee. <laughs> and actually, Yosemite Sam, like literally, and it's the cartoon. I want to take a screenshot of it. I can't handle it. It's so fucking funny. 
Uh, it's Yosemite <laughs> Sam. I just, it's just, so it's all literary characters from the same book and then the Warner Brothers character, Yosemite <laughs> Sam. <laughs> yes, exactly. Excellent. <laughs> Good to know. So, yeah, so the whole thing is, uh, yeah, this guy is prophesied that in a fortnight, uh, uh, Blackbeard is going to be murdered by a man with one leg. Gee, who could that be, I wonder? Uh, the, the movie does no effort whatsoever to try to, like, make that a mystery at all. I'll tell you what. I swore they were going to throw, like, I was like, that's too stupid. Of course, everybody knows who that is. So I thought <laughs> they were going to switch it, and the mermaid was going to kill, and she just has, like, one... Oh, like like the the fin is uh, one leg. I I kind of thought that was gonna happen, but no, it's exactly what you think it is. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Um, So Johnny Depp's like, hey, this is kind of weird. No one uh, has seen Blackbeard. He doesn't come out of his quarters. This, that, and the other thing. He must not be on the ship. Let's start a mutiny. Penelope Cruz is obviously lying to all of you guys. Uh, so we have another fight scene here in the middle of the night, so you can't see anything, not a detail to be had. Uh, and then it is kind of a great thing where I, Johnny Depp's got some line about like, you know, well, we did it, the ship is ours, and the door opens. Kind of a decent entrance for Blackbeard in the movie. Also interesting to note that the zombie characters don't actually die. They have to be like tied to the masts and stuff. Yes. That's well, Sam Claflin's also tied to the mask. They're like, oh, we got this Bible thumper on board. What are we going to do with this guy? Leave him way the hell up near the crow's nest. <laughs> and that's I mean, the introduction of this character. He's like 60 yards away. You can't even see him. You can't hear him. And like, that guy is really important. Why not just introduce <laughs> him? Have him yes. be brought up in a fucking fishing net or something. Yeah. Or we shipwreck. Don't... There were some cool shipwrecks in those other movies. A lot of cool shipwrecks. Well, did they say how they stumbled across him, like, at all? No, I didn't even know why he was on the ship. And then the Wikipedia um, <laughs> summary was just like, oh, he's a prisoner. A prisoner for what? <laughs> Being Christian, because obviously Blackbeard worships the devil. Yeah. It is kind of late in the game in a franchise to bring the Christian god into it, I'll be honest with you. Like, we have yeah. not done that before nor should we do that going forward. You know what I mean? Well, like, like the- we have like the underworld and shit. So like, okay, we have the underworld, we have purgatory. Is there a heaven? Does yeah. heaven work with that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's pirate heaven and pirate hell only in this universe. <laughs> exactly. So also different like- <laughs> from heaven and hell themselves. Davy Jones is not like going to church. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> right. like motherfuckers <laughs> not letting, not getting into the Catholic church. Davy Jones is not checking in with Jesus Christ during this whole thing. <laughs> well, yes, I guess I, St. Peter, will let the Kraken into heaven. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> All Krakens go to heaven. That's a movie I want. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger cloud. <laughs> this guy's big. Thank you! Thank you! Uh, so, uh, Saint um, Kraken, the saint of uh, <laughs> lost things and enormous fucking squids. And now before our service, we consume the blood and the body of the Kraken represented <laughs> in this wine. You're, you're drinking squid ink. Yeah, Why is no one worshipping the Kraken? Oh, the Kraken is dead, right? Yes. Yeah. Aww. Well, never... so is Jesus. We worship that guy. <laughs> this is true, yeah. <laughs> the, kraken the Kraken died for our sins. 
Honestly, you, know, you know what? Somebody needs to make a bullshit story about him coming back. Then you're okay. Oh, right. Sure. Well, you know what? I would love if they stumble in one of these movies across like a tiny little island and it's just like two totally sun-poisoned, shipwrecked pirates and they've decided that they're just worshipping the Kraken. It would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if Tom Hanks and Castaway just worshipped a Kraken <laughs> instead of having the friend that's the ball, I'd be so into that. <laughs> that sounds great. That's why, that's why he looked at that buffet so weirdly when he got back to land and there was like those giant crab legs and stuff and he's all like withered and he looks at them. Remember that scene? He sees Calamari and he's like, yeah. that's, my, that's of my God. I cannot <laughs> eat that. That is of my God. Does he go to an all-you-can-eat buffet at the end of that movie? When he's rescued, there's like food and I believe he looks at something weird. Castaway yeah. oh. is a weird movie because I saw it. I saw it. I, was, I planned on seeing it once. And then the theater had a fire alarm go off right when the plane's going down. So I'm like, fuck yeah, this sound rules. <laughs> and uh, then I had to go see it again because I didn't see the ending. So I, I saw it once and a half, I guess. But yeah, I believe he does look at a buffet table of some sort. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's what I did after the movie. <laughs> when he's going to meet Helen Hunt at the end, yes. they, have, they have a nice spread there for him. Yeah. I see. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And I think it's supposed to be like, oh, look at the opulence and i've been living eating right. dirt yeah gotcha um so so blackbeard's like all right well look someone's got to be blamed for this mutiny uh and if it's not going to be you jack sparrow because i need you for this stupid plan that we're going on uh let's just kill this cook mm -hmm. and i gotta tell you the execution of this man far outweighs any walking the plank or uh, being left on an island with, uh, you know, one shot in a gun. This dude is put out in a dinghy, and it's like, you have five minutes to row as far as you can. And then, whoops, this haunted ship also breathes fire like a dragon. I have to say, did not see that coming. Why waste a boat? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Also, Just like, hang him. man, I want to know the fucking magic cylinders that make this work. Why, why isn't the, cat, uh, the uh, Queen Anne's Revenge not burning? Well, you kind of expect the end of this movie to have, like, this thing's coming back, right? Like, the, that's what you have to defeat is the ship with fire or something, you know? Yeah, the ship that can be controlled, you know, from land by a sword. It becomes a wooden dragon and starts talking. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. When this ship starts going, I didn't see the fire coming either. I honestly thought this ship was about to eat this man. <laughs> I thought the mouth was going to open up and it was going to go into it like the mortal engines. Did. What is it, like Truckosaurus? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I was just like, what could this possibly be? Are you just going to run him over? There's also something about when Blackbeard comes out. A, first of all, only one character is allowed to have beard dreads, and that's Johnny Depp. You can't start giving Blackbeard beard dreads as well. It's silly. You well, know. it was the style at the time. I, I really want to know how these dreads are created. Mm. <laughs> yes. Or do we? Because <laughs> I feel the answer might be unsettling. Well, when white people wear dreads now, they just like don't wash their hair. Uh, that's like... a, yeah. we 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 as uh, as a people have to stop doing that. It's uh, not great. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. The answer is to just not yes. wash. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> but. When he comes out and like the ropes start moving around, it just it feels very Disney. It feels like someone's going to start singing. It really does. Yeah, doesn't it? Well, there's a moment in the movie. I mean, because this is also, dude, it's Rob Marshall. So sure. you know, anything can happen. The scene where 
uh, Jack Sparrow um, and and uh, uh, Penelope Cruz's character Angelica, Angelica. I think the name yes. is. Um, they're like, there's like, uh, Scrum is playing the guitar or something, and they're like almost dancing, and I was like, is there about to be a dance number in this Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Because unacceptable. Not the time sense. or the place for this. It would make sense for Marshall, my boy. No, that's I know. Kind of, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's kind of the next movie where she reveals that she's Blackbeard's daughter, and that's all she cares about is her dad, not about right. anything else, not about any pirating or revenge. It's really just about getting my dad, like my dad's got c- cancer, and this is the only way to get rid of it or whatever the <laughs> fuck. I guess. Uh, and so, so uh, Sparrow gets a, an audience with Blackbeard, and he's like, hey, man, that lady's lying to you. She's not your daughter. You know, this whole thing. All the while, uh, Blackbeard is just like casually constructing this Jack Sparrow voodoo doll, like right in front of him. If I saw that, I'd be like, hey, man, are you making a voodoo doll of me right now? <laughs> Could you like not do that during this meeting? I don't understand Jack's whole, like, she's lying to you thing. He spends this entire movie talking about how much she lies and how deceitful she is. And yes, she is, but... Why would she lie about who her dad is? And also, wouldn't her dad know who her who his daughter is? I don't I don't get it. Is she a witch? <laughs> it's a great question, because I mean none of it like they keep saying that she's a liar, but like you don't see her lie and it just makes you not sure who the character is. You know what I mean? Like well, there's like you're yeah. waiting for a twist that doesn't actually come, I guess. Well, he, well, he says that she's pure evil. And I'm just like, we've met a lot of characters that are evil. She's just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many, like, reversals in this movie. Like, it, it literally, like, we're talking all about the Blackbeard stuff. Over on Barbarossa's ship. Fucking, they... Over, they... over on Mr. Krabs' ship. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they that they, they're about to uh, they see uh, the the Spanish Armada I guess yeah uh, and they're passing they're like all right get ready and the music goes up and like we're we're ready to fight that's not let's <laughs> <laughs> not fight at all how the, about that I think let's not fight the Spanish ignore them and I guess it's like oh that means the the fountain of youth is so important we must also pursue there's just I don't know there's like all this talk with Barbosa about like are we not the king's men we are we are representing <laughs> yes. the king and I just don't you're representing that weird man who just like I don't know Richard Griffiths in this movie looks almost like a demonic being in the time that he's in and i'm just like i don't understand what where does all this pride come from also how are all of these soldiers on this one ship like it's so full like where do they (laughs) just right where they're standing how does this thing move how does that (laughs) sink this is a whole armada on this fucking one ship This is the first movie, a part of the Kingsman franchise. Oh, oh yeah. Please. You know, this is where it starts. Barbarossa founding Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I actually thought it was interesting to see Barbarossa with a crew that, I don't know, I guess not competent, but capable. Like, yeah. they're, like, doing yeah. the ropes really fast and well. No one's doing pratfalls and getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they're actual, like, naval yeah. people. Yeah. You, so know it's cool. you know what's funny? Right after this movie ended, I was like, oh, God, let me wash this out of my mouth. And I watched Master and Commander. Oh, <laughs> I've never rules. seen it, actually. It's good. You know what? It was my first time last night, which is, I like, I, I've been meaning to watch it for, like, ever. 
And I finally was like, no, you're watching these many fucking pirates movies. You can watch that. <laughs> and it was but great. It's fucking great. Is that great. just, uh, it's like Navy stuff though. Are they fighting pirates in that movie? No, they're, it's, um, um, it's, uh, the Russell Crowe as a British captain against uh-huh. a French ship along South America. And they kind of oh, like okay. briefly encounter each other and try to light each other up. It's kind of, it's very, the visuals are really nice. It's amazing. It's Peter Weir. It, it looks yeah. incredible. Oh, um, yeah. it, I mean, the French ship is almost a ghost ship in the beginning. Like it, it hides really easily, but no, yeah. it's just, it's, it's pretty normal. It's got those eerie moments and it's got like those real moments where like everyone's just full of splinters and bleeding to death. They instant oh. fires and stuff and like nice. going to islands and just doing science experiments it's a great movie I, I, we're going too long but it's amazing movie. barbosa uh drafts gibbs because gibbs destroys the map from the last movie he's like it's all in me head now and it's like okay all right yeah that's all right, all right. so gibbs is now on that ship yes. serving the royal navy to find the fountain of youth blah, blah, blah. yeah uh get so to, Bar- let's get to mermaid island because that just, yeah, totally. just fucking just exactly mm. yeah so Bar- <laughs> Because Blackbeard is like, we need a, a, a mermaid's tear, so we're gonna we're gonna capture a mermaid, and they get to this island where all the mermaids are known to be. They put Stephen Graham, the priest, and a couple other people on a boat, and be like, you guys are bait, and that's kind of how it's gonna go. And the name of the place is White Cap Bay, which yeah. sounds like a retirement community. In <laughs> it definitely does. It definitely does. Yeah, we sail to White Cap bay for the early bird special <laughs> it's seriously it's like it's either a retirement community cabin i think you're right on about that or it's like a bad beach bar in like myrtle beach south carolina or something like oh yeah come on down to white cap bay we got uh frozen margaritas this week the you one can that- see an alligator in the back like Jimmy a fake Buffett dive on bar the radio yeah. the entire time Oh, yeah, these bars, nothing but Jimmy Buffett playing at them. Absolutely. Absolutely. That cheeseburger is in paradise. Let's let's (laughs) not forget that. Dangerously Um, undercooked, but it's in paradise. The question is, I I, I never really thought about those lyrics so much. Is this... Did the cheeseburger go to heaven? Is the che- is it a cheeseburger paradise for me? A cheeseburger. Mm. I think eater? you're getting a cheer- cheeseburger in paradise. I think they saved the cheeseburger from Davy Jones's locker. Got it. And oh, then okay. use mm-hmm. the world once it gets back to it as paradise. I thought the song was about like heaven open to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, you could get a cheeseburger. No idea what y'all are talking. About. Oh, you know what? You're way better for it. The the recording artist Jimmy Buffett mm-hmm. has a song called Cheeseburger in Paradise. It's it's, yeah. it's in a big put it in a box in your mind palace called Boomer Nonsense. Just... <laughs> yeah, it's very much that. It's like uh, Florida's like uh, oh, yeah. icon, essentially. Yeah, the, the other year I went to Key West and there was tons of it down there. But you you also see like people in like a Hawaiian shirt that has like Blue Lives Matter on it somehow. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> wow. So uh, we are we are out on this little dinghy and they, they tell tale of what you know the mermaid legend is, which is you know, sailors hear the siren song and they go to try to get with these what they believe to be pretty ladies and they're actually these monsters called mermaids and they drag a man and this is the way I understand it from the way the story is told. They drag a man down to the bottom of the ocean to leave him to die and while dragging him down there also have sex with them. No. You're you're no? you're mis- No, this is the well this is the legend that they're told here is that they take them yeah, they, they bring them down, they drown them, and then they consume them. Oh, 
They're eating right. them because at some point somebody says, uh, uh, like, oh, they're going to eat you to the bone, matey. Oh, because there is a joke right there about, like, yeah, you're actually, you're right, Kevin, because there's a, some, like, bad joke about uh, the guy says, like, yeah, they pull you down, they drown you, and then they eat you. Or sometimes they start eating you before you've drowned. Oh, there? man, I would fucking well, go straight. Things, which yes. <laughs> I've never seen mermaid monsters like that. Like, yeah, it's like. (laughs) Yes, they're hissing and shit. It's so strange. Don't they have like seaweed webs they shoot at you too? Yeah. I don't know what this Spider-Man shit is, dude. I I don't know. Well, it is your your classic woman hating thing where it's like, yeah, either the woman is obsessed with her her dad or a liar and a monster or literally a monster, like a succubus or a, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that kind of a thing. You know, pretty ladies are trying to destroy you. I mean, that's what they're there for. Exactly. This legend's kind of like from like the sirens and stuff of Greek mythology. It's like, if you you didn't sing that fucking sexy song, I wouldn't have crashed my fucking boat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the sirens. But I also read that, like, uh, the whole, like, myth of mermaids is because uh, drunk pirates would look out and see manatees and just, like, imagine them as pretty ladies. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. which is, uh, wow, the pirate life, huh? That's, you know, that's the character. I want Gibbs getting to third base with a manatee. Like a full-on actual to, manatee. He's got to a scene of heavy petting between Daddy Gibbs <laughs> and a manatee. Hi, Captain Jack. I'd like you to meet my fiance, Bertha. Hi, <laughs> mate. That's uh, That ain't no woman, mate. I'm it's about to get on Redbubble after this and make a shirt that says Daddy Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I was a mermaid, I'd be going straight for him because that's some roast beef I'm going to be having for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is a I, good cut. Uh, yeah, so the, the mermaids show up. Uh, they seduce Stephen Graham. He falls in love. And then this is where the crazy mermaid assault happens. There's a million of them. We are blowing up like barrels of uh, like gunpowder with these mermaids, like trying to attack them and everything. There is a lighthouse, but Robert Pattinson is not furiously masturbating inside of it. But there no. is a lighthouse in the film with the mermaid. <laughs> this was cool. This like old timey lighthouse, like powered by whale oil, like kind of cool. Yeah, and, it's um, an interesting set. Because I guess that's another part of the lore is that the mermaids are lured to man-made light, I guess is the idea. So that's why they yes. like this thing when they get there. Yeah, so big mermaid attack here. It's all underwater in the middle of the night, so you can't see shit. I, if I go through this, if I'm a, a missionary who has three lines of dialogue in this movie and is supposedly a main character, if I'm that guy and yeah. I see a mermaid, I'm throwing my Bible right in the trash. Like I'm yep. like, you know what, dude? Whatever this book <laughs> has to offer me, is not true because but, I just saw a fucking mermaid, man. And that is the actual, like, sane, grounded reaction to that, Steve. It's the same thing, like, whenever it is, when the day comes that we realize there's aliens out there, adios, Jesus. <laughs> like, that, that's, you know, nothing, right? But in this uh, movie, they would, like... But they would bend over backwards to be like, well, Jesus was an alien, or, well, mm. Jesus was a mermaid. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you're totally right, but... The thing that Sam Claflin says later in the movie is the most ridiculous Bible-thumping thing ever. He's, like, coddling this mermaid that he's, like, in love with, and he's like, oh, yes, it's you, one of the creatures that was not seen fit to be on the Ark. And I was like, what are you talking about (laughs) with the Ark right now? Dude, Noah's Ark should not be mentioned in a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. A really serious Christian like this guy, a guy who's, who's devoted his entire life 
he sees a mermaid. He's like, unholy creature. Yes. He <laughs> sets it afire and chops it up. That's we set, it. We, we're setting sail for Noah's Ark, love. Moses' stone tablets are stored there. <laughs> oh, that, that could be Pirate 6, dude. Pirate 6 Dead Sea <laughs> yeah. Scrolls. We're going to sell them to the Vatican. <laughs> I, but, I mean, I got two books in front of me. One is the Bible that doesn't have mermaids in it. And one is the Odyssey that does have mermaids in it. I'm like, well, I guess I'm worshipping Zeus now. It's, we're going all the way back. Yeah. I'm, I'm worshipping Poseidon, Zeus, the whole gang. The old gods might have been the right ones. Entirely possible. And I don't know why it, you know, we're saying it should take a mermaid to do this to this guy. Like, dude, if you're on a boat, and some pirate waves a sword, and then all of a sudden, all of these ghost ropes start attacking people? Sure. I don't know. Any evidence of the paranormal like that, the Bible's going out to see. <laughs> I'm sorry. Any, any shred. <laughs> Just any shred of paranormal evidence, dude. Yeah, exactly. Did that shadow move on its own? Is that a ghost? <laughs> I thought this Bible had to be sure. It, it, it's true. When you point out that all their shit is bullshit now, they just stop. <laughs> I do love so they, they put Sirena is this lady's lady this character they put her in a cool glass coffin uh yeah carry her around a little bit it's the dude like Lennon to go yeah <laughs> Lennon had one of those so did James Brown hold on a second was Lennon a mermaid probably or a merman yeah he was also deemed unfit to ride the ark <laughs> <laughs> man if we had two Lennons that'd be something. <laughs> two of every Lenin. <laughs> yeah, two two Vladimir Lenins having sex on the ark after the flood. I only have uh, these legs on land. I saw it. <laughs> That's why you never saw pictures of Lenin swimming. <laughs> Very true. That's why. Uh, so yeah, they they capture the one mermaid. Jack blows up the lighthouse. There's a bad joke right here, which is a joke that I feel uh, is a little uh, 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 not for the time period when he's like, did everybody see me do that? Because I am not doing that again. And I was like, again, that's a Looney Tunes joke. That was a trailer line. That's the only line I remember specifically oh. from the trailer. Did you see this in theaters, Chris? Because you're, you're a movie guy. I did. <laughs> you, I knew you did. Yeah. You went to the theater and saw this movie? Uh, I, I press screening, excuse me, oh, but okay. still a waste of time. I, I, of I, don't think, I don't think I saw it in the theater, but I definitely, had, I th I definitely saw this at some point before this, I believe. Like mm. once, maybe when it came out on video or something. Oh, oh also... Isn't there something where, like, uh, some of the mermaids are also attacking Barbosa's ship, like, off in the distance? They make some reference when, to that. When he arrives, him and the two officers that are with him, you know, Dinkle 1 and Dinkle 2, yeah. um, they come up and then they say, they're like, what? what's that sound? And they turn around and there's a bunch of nothings attacking the, the ship in the distance. You can yeah, just see a bunch of nothings throwing and, themselves well, on the ship. is like, I only hear quails or, or seagulls or whatever. And the guy's like, okay, I guess that. All right, so we're not going to go assist. Right, yeah, we're not going back to that ship is the idea. Is this when uh, Blackbeard really starts to try to make this mermaid cry? Is that what the idea is? And he wants, he's got this little special jar for the tears. And he's like, Yar, put on the last 20 minutes of Star Trek Wrath of God. We're going to make her cry. <laughs> 
And here it is to get this tear from ye mermaid, an ASPCA commercial. <laughs> Look at all these sad dogs, mermaid. Get ye to a dead dog movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yar, it's the buff, it's the body episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Look at that mermaid. She came home and Joyce was lying there dead. <laughs> that will do it. Yar, that does here's it to some... me every time. Oh, uh, we're going to watch First Reformed. Yar. <laughs> Would you like to see Hank die again? <laughs> In the arms of the angels. <laughs> I mean, the whole notion of like, we have to capture this tear and then we're going to put it in a little jar as if like the natural biological effect of evaporation doesn't happen. What are you talking about? Also like, dude, like take five tears. Yes. You know what I mean? I want to have a couple. <laughs> yes. Take yes. the entire 100%. tear deck. Oh my God. I <laughs> Cut their eyes out. It. Right, Chris? Cut their eyes out. I fucking hated this. They just, you, you have this little, like, uh, uh, I don't know what, it's like a test tube almost. Yeah, uh, it does look like a, like a beaker or something. Yeah. And they're like, uh, uh, yeah, it will just come right out. It won't like stick to the sides or nothing and like come out as a half a tear. I mean, what will that get me? Like 20 I, years? Like that's a great point. What what counts as a measurement of a of a tear, you know? You don't a want drop. Yeah, well small drop or big drop cuz Chris points out there could be a small drop situation. Yeah, I, I'm saying just go there. Get her over like a, a cutting board and just get a bunch of onions <laughs> and just keep on doing it until you exactly. got a gallon. Just a to be gallon safe. of tears, my God! You'll Just be there be all safe. month. Just be t- no, no, you wouldn't. Come on, what? <laughs> Crying for money and you get tears. A gallon, yeah, that is a lot. But this tear is—it's stupid for that reason, but it's also stupid because, like this. This actress, who I believe is just like a model, yeah, uh, she. What what kind of like emotional investment could she have? I mean, they give her this love story, which is kind of ridiculous, but. Like, who, how do you make a mermaid cry? Like, what is the precedent for that? <laughs> yeah. It's a great question. And I, like, what, she finally cries because of what? Something with Claflin? Because he loves her and that makes, that moves her because she's like, oh, I've never been loved by somebody or something, um, right? Did I have that right? I think yeah. You had just met, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's not love, it's pop- lust. Pu- yeah, pump the brakes a little bit. They saw he saw a fish he could fuck. That's the whole thing. <laughs> You've said a total of three words to each other. There's a ridiculous thing where he's helping her walk. Like she she's on like the 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 glass casket breaks at one point. Legitimate laughs. It's yes. it's a good prat fall. It's it's yep. Hilarious. It just feels like when you're moving and you're like, oh fuck, we dropped it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's you're you're carrying a big heavy coffin, dude. And you slip in the mud like that. Uh, definitely almost happened to me when I was a pallbearer for my uh, grandfather's second wife. Uh, <laughs> almost have... fell in the cemetery. Jesus. Well, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> yes. That would have been a problem, I think. I dropped uh, the only thing of Dead value body? in our house was this painting that is behind glass. It's not a painting. It's a, it's a photograph that I bought from my job. I was offering it, yada, yada, yada. And my, well, I'm taking that out while we're moving. My wife's like, be careful. And I'm like, I got it dropped. And it just broke. Yeah. Was the photograph destroyed? No, it's just being reframed, but then that place closed because of COVID. And I, don't, I think they might have they might have made off with it. I don't know. What's well, now now they it. have your haunted photograph, dude. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so that's why you're starting to age now. <laughs> <laughs>
Claflin has some ridiculous thing where like Blackbeard is like, Yar, and another thing about this monster. And he's like, she has a name. Uh, and he's like, oh, okay. What is the speak- name? Oh, what's your name? What's your name? I just made a big fucking thing about it. Their love story is just the most, oh my God, I hate that shit. Like I just, uh, there's just a beautiful, tiny, there's a beautiful skinny woman in my vicinity. I have to fall in love with her. And it's just this weird thing where it's like, she doesn't know anything of the world really so it's just like they're not even it's like having a daughter that you want to fuck i don't know yes yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> she's too innocent yeah they're just like even better even better oh she doesn't know anything <laughs> like the mermaids are shown to be evil but they're not i mean but all they really know how to do is like one thing which is just like attack them like i feel like there's nothing else at least yeah. she doesn't really give any she doesn't anything she doesn't have any knowledge she doesn't have any feelings it's just this man just like projecting on her it's like that it's like when like moby thought that he was dating natalie portman it's oh, weird man, what a mistake <laughs> that was moby what a one of the most humiliating things is it, I, I feel like it had to have been on purpose it was so <laughs> absolutely humiliating to be like well you know when i was dating natalie portman for a time she's like absolutely not i have oh emails that said i didn't date this guy although How do we know that she's not gonna this mermaid is not just gonna kill him like as soon as like oh we're moving into our house together here's our- <laughs> <laughs> exactly i will say that putting your girlfriend in a uh, casket of water does sound like a moby move though <laughs> <laughs> sound like something he'd be into if they get married, does it have to be a mermaid ceremony or a Christian ceremony? Like, usually, I think it's two. It's, it's you got to do you two gotta, things. Uh, you you gotta to make two. both sides of the families happy. You know, everybody's got to fucking bend over backwards for this mermaid and dude wedding. Mom? Half this, this family drowns at the mermaid wedding. <laughs> her family eats his family. Yeah, that's how that works. Okay. Well, the only guests on her side are like, you know, a couple of other mermaids, uh, a, a crab with a, a West Indian accent and a yellow and blue puffer fish. They were the only people to RSVP. <laughs> Mom, Dad, I would like you to meet uh, mermaids, other mermaid. <laughs> our son just had to have a destination wedding. <laughs> Book passage on a fucking boat. I don't know, like the last ish parts of this movie, like they get the mermaid tier, which is great. <laughs> it is great. It's a, it's a big achievement for the movie. They tie her up like a dog and like pretty much take her out of the movie almost entirely when they do. And Claflin's almost out of the movie at that point as well. Like, you know, the, 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 yeah. the, it, this thing doesn't matter to the movie, the whole mermaid thing. It they doesn't. almost characters. Yes, no? exactly. But, but no. Nah. We, should, we should say that Johnny Depp meets, uh, is forced to go off on his own uh, through a very long series of things about jumping off of this the cliff jumping thing let me let me address this for a second you know what this reminded me of is like uh steve you can attest to this uh jordan i don't know if you've ever done any improv do you ever do any like ucb or magnet oh yeah yeah yeah. okay so you'll understand this too this scene reminds me of like when you're in an improv scene with somebody and they're rejecting uh what you're throwing out uh for the scene and they're stonewalling you because it's like okay, so now you have to jump off the cliff. And then as the bad improv scene partner, he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) 
find something else. Tell me to do something. I'm not going to I'm not going to jump off that. And I'm yeah. like, excuse me, this is a two hour and 19 minute movie. Will someone jump off this cliff already? There's like 75 <laughs> reversals in three minutes in this scene. <laughs> like, oh, Penelope Cruz is going to do it. OK, I'm going to do it. No, I can't do it. You can't do it. OK, I'm doing it. And then when he finally does it, he does this whole like scream thing, and I and it just made me realize that I hate Johnny Depp's scream. It's, like, <laughs> it's a bad scream. You realize too, because in in that moment, I was like, I don't know if I've ever heard him scream before. Yeah. Like, and you're like, you're doing the pirates <laughs> movies. Just put in a Wilhelm scream. I'm, yeah. I'd be cool with that. And you it's should've... a weird thing where the, I I don't know if it's an intentional audio gag because. He says to the quartermaster, he's like, hey, man, you can tell the future. Will I die if I jump off this cliff? And the guy throws the voodoo doll off the cliff and Johnny Depp screams like in that moment. And then it's the exact same sounding scream when he yeah. jumps off the cliff. And I was like, did they just double that? Probably. Probably. Wouldn't he drown in air? What? Throw his voodoo doll in the water. Oh, yeah. I don't know how that uh, works. I don't know. Oh, what, yeah. What's fucking doing that? I don't I think do. you can drown a voodoo doll. I guess that's what really? we learned in this movie. I guess movie. It, maybe it landed on the back. We should. Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> we should talk about Penelope Cruz's outfit when she comes to land and she's wearing this hat. And it's like, it's very much like rich lady at a costume party kind of a thing. She's like, <laughs> I'm a sexy pirate. And it's like, it doesn't fit with anything. And I mean, like, she looks great. She's Penelope Cruz, but like, it doesn't work. Kind you know why? Like a pilgrim Steve? hat. Well, I was going to, yeah, I, I get pilgrim hat it kind of looks it's a little too close to a cowboy hat it is mm -hmm. yes and you're like ah, this is and the, it, halloween costume is ex the exact right way to put it steve because it's like when you just decide on a halloween costume at some point you're like you know what close enough like she was at the costume <laughs> store and she's like i need a fucking pirate hat and the guy's like well, you could take this cowboy hat and put a feather in it <laughs> like close enough there's my halloween costume for this movie uh, Look, uh, lady, all I got is like sexy Amish hat. Is that uh, <laughs> is that work for you? You could fold one of the brims up, make it look like a bingo <laughs> kind of hat. I don't know. Put a yeah, feather in it. I don't know. You know, Halloween's only one night, right? <laughs> it don't matter much. I do. So yeah, uh, he meets up with Barbosa. They go on Ponce de Leon's ship. He's a skeleton. That's kind of fun. It, right. it is kind yes. of fun. I mean, this is one of those things where I wanted. I wanted them to like free this ship. Like it would be cool to see the ship like slide down the mountain. Sure. But instead, it's kind of just it's not the exact same thing, but because it's balanced on like a like a rocky point or whatever, Barbosa and Sparrow have to like run back and forth to keep it balanced. And it's just like in the last movie yeah. where they're running like back and forth across the deck to flip the ship. Right, yeah. It's it just, just reminded me of the same that. exact physicality almost. Yeah, and I mean, you might as well be like, while this is happening. It's but I, I read on Wikipedia that there's a moment in this scene, you get Ponce de Leon, the skeleton, with the spyglass, and, right. and apparently this is a nod to there's a skeleton with a spyglass on the ride. We haven't talked about the ride that much uh, on this, sh on this oh, show because we've yeah. never done it. So apparently that, that, that's another little 
little little nugget for you. Jordan, are you a you... Disney ride person? Because Disney ride people exist who know all about yeah, the rides. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Well, I know a lot of YouTubers, and there are a lot of YouTubers whose whole thing is like, we go to Disney and we ride the rides and we review the rides. So oh, I'm boy. aware, but no, I, I okay. don't. I've been to Six Flags. <laughs> exactly, because we're, we're, we're not millionaires. These commenters <laughs> on the internet saying, why don't you ride the rides? I will say, Jordan, it's interesting that you brought up those YouTubers because this past Saturday, uh, I got really high and watched a large portion of, not the entire thing, a large portion of an over three hour YouTube video where a guy just took <laughs> like, a, like a GoPro and just walked through Disney World and like went on rides. And so really? I have vicariously through this dude Holy shit. in 4K 60 frames per second now gone through some of the Pirates of the Caribbean rides. I did not know it was on bootleg. I will have to check that out. I will have to live through this, this gentleman. The, uh, it's kind of funny because my wife said exactly what Jordan said. I mean, there are like Disney internet people out there yep. and yeah. you watch these and it's, it's Sick honestly tickets. in the moment it was kind of fascinating because it was like, oh, it's in really high HD. It's kind of like I'm outside. So we wound up watching a lot of it, but it was more recent enough where there is the Jack Sparrow puppet wow. on the ride. And it's just him. He's like got a glass and he's like, wah, 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 wah. it like doesn't even sound like Johnny Depp. Sure. Like it was all like garbled and shit, but he is in that ride. And it appears to be a pretty boring ride. <laughs> Seems like that. Was Seems like he, a drinking uh, ride. Was he accosted by Disney security at the end of the video? Like just like a fucking 15 minutes of him getting his ass kicked. <laughs> Disney security torturing him. Yeah, yeah we, didn't, we didn't get it that, uh, get that far, but I should go back and see if that dude was sentenced to Disney death. <laughs> a hanging. Uh, yeah, so they, they, they have to infiltrate the Spanish uh, camp that has the two chalices. This takes right, a while. They find the case for the chalices in Ponce de Leon's ship, and uh-oh, it's empty. It's just full of rocks. Why did these uh, Spanish naval officers decide to pull a uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark with this? Like, just take the chalices. Why did yeah. they replace the chalices with two rocks? For the right, I found so these they... rocks in my pocket. Right now. There you go. Yeah, the, the the closest thing to rationale I could come up with is like, oh, so the boat doesn't keep rocking when we leave. Oh, that sure. doesn't I guess really that make be. sense because it's two rocks in a box. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, but so they they get those uh, uh, the two chalices through some more like wacky shenanigans of stealing them. This is around where Barbosa, you know, admits his you know uh, true motivation here, which is he doesn't give a shit about the king's navy. He's just doing this so obviously he can get to Blackbeard and kill him. He has been uh, capturing poisonous toads and putting their uh, poisonous venom on his sword. We haven't also spoken about what he really truly wants, which is the boat bottle. Mm, oh, the right. collection uh, of yeah. boat bottles. <laughs> yeah, the Black Pearl is in a bottle somehow. This is some enchanted boomer shit. Like, like magical, <laughs> like the, the little ship in the bottle, but it's real. Oh, and it, 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 people are globe? in there. What if the snow globe was real? <laughs> Maybe there's a monkey in the snow globe. But the thing about it is, like, that's a really, I mean, it's a, it's a big magical lift for this movie. And they act like there's nothing curious about this at yep. all. I, like, I don't know, man. I need to see a ship go in that fucking bottle. Or like, yeah. he's like, I've got this dark magic scepter that lets me do this. 
something, yep. something. Just what? show the dark magic being done. They yes. don't even tell you how they get the fucking ship out of the boat at the end. They're just like, I don't know. I guess we'll do it, right? A hammer? How about a hammer? <laughs> There's a mention of a ritual. We need yeah, yeah. goats and we need a whatever. Oh, I don't know. This sounded like the Keenan and Kel thing where at yeah. the beginning it's like, this is, these are all the things that we need for the next scheme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Keenan and Kel, that takes me back. I watched a lot of that show. They, we wind up at the Fountain of Youth, right? It takes us a long time to get there, but a we very do long indeed time. get there. Well, um, yeah, so, wait, did we, so Barbarossa and Johnny Depp steal these chalices? Yes. And yep. they get kind of caught, and then they have to do a breakout because we haven't had enough action set pieces that take a place above a ceiling, so we're in a fucking tree. <laughs> Johnny Depp, like, scurries up this tree while roped up and starts hucking himself to other trees him and barbarossa get caught by the spanish yeah that's what it is yeah 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 and they're yeah they're tied to these coconut trees and johnny depp again i'm pretty sure i have seen bugs bunny do this like shimmies up the tree uh because he can't like cut the ropes himself so he shimmies up to the top of it gets himself off and then yeah he's like flinging himself from what like you this is like video game physics shit right but here again in the yep. Gore Verbinski ones which are full of problems and I, I i definitely said i didn't like the bugs bunny stuff but at least it had a, a degree of whimsy to it and what? this just feels just like going through the motion yeah sure. Care, depp cared about the looney tunes shit in the other ones he was dedicated to the looney tunes shit in the other ones he's just like ah uh, the contract at this point like just but cabin yeah. you have you, i mean i don't I'm not saying you're wrong, but you have to also take into account the switching of the producer's story and the fact that you've got Rob Marshall, who, you know what Rob Marshall's never made me do is fucking laugh. That's yeah. true. You know, like, he has no grasp on the comedic elements of this movie. They all fall flat. It's not any one person's fault. It's just like a perfect storm of shittiness. Yes. The tide itself was pretty strange. Oh, uh, they want they, they're at the thing. Water goes upside down. That's kind of fun looking. I like yeah, they have part. to go through a portal, like a ceiling portal. I like and that. Actually, speaking of portal, it reminded me of the game Portal. I was like, oh yeah, that game was fun, jumping through halls yeah. and stuff. Okay. I do yeah. like the um, the visual of he's watching the water droplet. Uh, like fall upward, yeah. you know, which was it was pretty nice. And but the thing is, like, he jumps through like Johnny Depp stems on uh, Scrum's shoulders, and he gets sucked up into it. And then immediately behind him, all the other characters just are like boop boop boop, like all do it really quickly. I'm like, give this guy a second to like be in this scene alone, and yeah. like maybe they're also trying to figure out how you get up there. Also, no one like you're going through this water portal. No one is wet. No one is coming yeah. up through this thing soaking wet. Big well, they're, problem. They're traveling through Alex Mack, and I feel like <laughs> at least one person, like Stephen Graham, should be left back, like, and we should come back to him and be like, oh, they left me. Because oh, <laughs> yeah. who's going to get him up there? Oh, you're totally right, actually. Yeah, there's a person who's left behind. He can't reach the ceiling. We don't see how any of them, we just see how, like, two of them get up there, and then the rest of them just somehow manage to climb up. Totally. Hey, how did uh, that secret world of Alex Mack show end? Was she uh, killed by the government during yeah. the experiments? Mm -hmm. That's it. Uh, yep. yep. Exactly. Right. Dissected. <laughs> On national television, they killed her. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The alien autopsy thing that Fox aired. Sure. <laughs> that. <laughs> that. Got it.
Um, so yeah, we have the two cups. Johnny Depp. Uh, oh yeah, this is how he opens the portal. Is he says uh, "Aqua de Vita"? Like he reads the words on both of the things. That's how it opens. Up. Oh, is that Inagata de Vita? No, no, it's also uh, not Danny DeVito. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I'm a pirate. That yeah. would. That's. Hey, you're making this new movie, Danny DeVito the Pirate? Come on. Right? I was drinking lemon cellos with Captain George. (laughs) (laughs) Captain George Clooney. (laughs) That is the best thing The View has ever done. That interview with Danny DeVito and when Patrick Stewart asked Whoopi Goldberg to be on the second season of Picard. Great moments, both of them. The the only good moments in The View history. (laughs) In 25 years. So yeah, so we're at the fountain now. And we're trying to do this this spell and everything. The Spanish show up because they've been like non-entities. We should know who at least one of the Spanish the one uh, like the leader at officers least. are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he should have characteristics and I traits. I think he's like, isn't he even credited as like the Spaniard? Yeah, it's like a, we need. We definitely need more to this shit. We need it's the names. Borg. <laughs> it's the board. It's just the board. Like they're all just. There's no like names. I don't see like any. Nobody's like, oh, yo, Vasquez, go fucking get. To, they, well, they just kind of like look at each other and know what to do. For these white people, that could be the thing. It's like, oh, could you imagine a world of nothing but Spanish <laughs> speaking <laughs> Spanish? When, when Penelope Cruz interacts with them, because I keep on thinking. Why isn't she with the Spanish? Yes. Yeah. Totally. That. I mean, that's a great thing, right? If she turned out to be like a double agent. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's actually great because then she could lead something and then the allegiances could swi- like switch between uh, Blackbeard and the Spanish government or, or what have you. There would be some yeah. intrigue there. Yeah. Like, I mean, the only real, like, conflict, I mean, the, I mean, what's first? Is it the Spanish getting angry about the Fountain of Youth or is it, it's the, um, the Barbosa versus Blackbeard yes. fight that happened. Yeah, that's yeah. the first part. And that's another Chris Cabin to speak to what you were complaining about uh, earlier, the whole, like, stopping the action. Because, like, we're about to have a big fight here between, you know, uh, Barbosa's uh, British Navy people, uh, Blackbeard's guys, and then, like, versus the Spanish Armada uh-huh. guys. And, like, right when they're about to do it, Johnny Depp's like, now, hang on a second. Do we really need a fight scene? And I was like, no, by all means, talk it out. Like, that's what I'm here for. Conversation. Is this what Rob Marshall thinks a joke is? Yes. That's my only thing I can think of. Is that that what you think this is? And you think that's what I want to see in a fucking Pirates movie? Cut off humor like that happens a bunch of times because there's another thing... Uh, at the end, when he, uh, uh, Jack Sparrow and Angelica are about to kiss on that beach, and then, like, the music is swelling up, and then it's like, like, there might as well be a fucking record scratch sound. Like, yeah. they cut the whole song off, and he's like, oh, never mind, I'm not going to make out with you. And it's like, that's not, it's not a joke for this movie to do that. It's not funny, Rob Marshall. Um, yeah, that, while they're fighting, uh, the Spanish show up, and then they're like, We'll destroy this unholy temple. And I love the, the, the leader of the Spanish battalion is like, well, these, I'll make short work of these silver chalices. And he mildly <laughs> dents them and throws them away. I'm like, dude, you need to do better than that. Oh, my antique cans. <laughs> I do love that they spent all this time like running to get to the fountain of the youth. Fountain of Youth, and then the Spanish are just like, only God can grant eternal life. Destroy yeah. the profane <laughs> temple. 
<laughs> Which, if like Sam Claflin was still around right here, he should be like, you know, those guys, I want to be on their ship now. <laughs> They're all about PTL, and I'm here with these pirates. But, and like God, who must have created, or some supernatural creature creates this fountain of youth. You make these chalices, you don't make them like indestructible. Yeah, they dent yeah. like you're Coke cans. With kick. <laughs> but also, like, just dude, here's just, pro tip to the Spanish: just do what everyone ever else does. Just rationalize and be like, "Well, God obviously left this fountain here for the Spanish." Yeah, sure. right. <laughs> well, that's what, what the British that? think. I don't. What is them. what is with that? What is with that, Kevin? That what, moment that you referenced. When, when he goes up, this st- Dinkle One goes up <laughs> with the British flag. And he's like, I claim this for the Brit. <laughs> Dude, he's assassinated shot, immediately. Yeah. They shoot him right through that flag. I don't buy the Spanish going across the world and just being like, nah, we're just here to burn things. <laughs> I guess that's what they did in reality. Never yeah, mind. What if you steal the chalices and use them some way or shape or form yeah, or whatever? I, or take the chalices back to the government to prove that no one else can use the fountain, even if it right. wasn't destroyed. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, steal it and put it in a museum. I mean, yeah. that's what all these like fucking expeditions are for, to steal shit yeah exactly. exactly you're stealing shit for the empire anyway to bring back it i'm sorry you're ki- in a you're- museum <laughs> your king's a catholic i get that he's not passing up eternal life i'm sorry mm-hmm. oh. the king of spain no it's not happening no i mean why do you think the catholic church is always so associated with vampirism in a lot of these stories oh, yeah. and shit man you don't the think obsession. the Pope would drink from the fountain of youth? Give the Pope would drink from the fountain Please. of youth, absolutely. The Pope would drink your blood if he got the chance. <laughs> uh, don't fall for all his stuff about he believes in climate change. He's just trying to drink your blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the, uh, Barbosa fucking ganks Blackbeard pretty hard. I love this. This was pretty sweet, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, right in the back, too, classic pirate move. Uh, and it's of course with the poison sword and Penelope Cruz goes to try to help him out and when the sword is you know pulled back through her hand is cut uh oh two poisonings going on wouldn't it be great if we had like a good moment to talk about Blackbeard but there's none there's nothing there's literally none he's he he does his magic shit a few times and then that's it and the character's then over it's there's just too many characters like all these movies I guess there are but like Man, he's a pretty big character to not do anything. Well, with, that, like that's this. the thing that they put him and Penelope Cruz together, and they could they both do nothing, as opposed to right. having one character do <laughs> a lot of things. They nothing weigh each other. Yes. <laughs> um, also, we should mention at some point around here, or like earlier, there's a weird thing where I could have sworn the quartermaster cuts Sam Claflin's throat and throws him down that hill. It's but confusing. I guess he just, like, cuts his chest or something? Yeah, he just gets yeah. his stomach. It's a trick. He's still, like, dying, right? I mean, that's why the mermaid, like, takes him under the sea. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he's he's gravely injured a second time. At the cabin, that is the, the belly slash. But there's another time where he's just, like, sidelined in the movie, and then he wakes up and he goes and says that he's going to, like, save the mermaid, and then she swims away. 
Like he's injured and he cuts her free and she swims off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Gets, and I was like, he, I could have sworn he fucking cut that guy's throat. No, he doesn't. He get attacked by another mermaid, and that's what's hit, what what the that initial sure. in, injury is. <laughs> I, I forget. Like honestly, the wizard did one. it, dude. I don't know. Uh, but he does get injured, and like uh, Jordan says, like this the the mermaid's like, I can help you, but you have to ask me. And he's like, Sure. And they. <laughs> She sucks them under the sea, and they fall out of the movie. It's like when you get a hole in an above-ground pool, and they, people get sucked out. They get sucked yep. out of the movie. Yeah, they're just gone forever. And I'm like, okay, we spent a lot of time with this guy and this mermaid and their garbage love story, and this movie literally just flushed it. And well, doesn't acknowledge what happens to this guy. I mean, I, I guess he's presumed dead. I mean, show some blood bubbling up like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have trusted a mermaid. I, I kind of just thought, is, he, is she just going to turn him into a mermaid? And if so, like, why couldn't we see that shit? Yeah, yeah. I would I love that transformation. Yes. I, I'm like a, a mermaid. Show me, like, the mer world. You could do Atlantis at this point. That's supposed to be in the proximity, right? Well, well isn't the next movie... With, Rob Marshall is doing The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they're both Blackbeard uh, and Angelica are both dying right now. Uh, everybody flees from this temple because uh, the the Spanish dudes like knock everything down. The, the fountain is destroyed. Everything. So everybody just fucking gets out of town except for these three. And Johnny Depp's like, all right, well, we can still do this ceremony. I guess I have this one tear that we collected four days ago. It's definitely still in here. Don't worry about it. Uh, he does the thing. And I knew right away. Yeah. I was like, you know what? He fucking switched those cups, dude, because he knows that Blackbeard is a son of a bitch and he's going to screw over his own daughter. And here we go. And wouldn't you know it? They both sip from the cup. Blackbeard chose poorly. Uh, yeah. And so... Penelope Cruz is rescued and comes back to life. And you see like the, the cut on her hand heals and everything. Uh, and Blackbeard starts dying. And I gotta say, you guys said there is not a cool Blackbeard moment. Dude, Blackbeard in a blender. Yes, please. Yes, please. Oh my God. This was awesome. It's good until the fucking uh, 3d hand a skeleton comes out. I like it. I like all I of hated it. that. I, I was, fucking hated that. Dude, I was down, Kevin. I no. was like, more of this water blender, whatever ha is happening no. right now. And the weird thing is, like, this movie, like, that's it. It's kind of an unceremonious ending. It's like, all right, well, so Barbosa, you know, got his ship, so he's out of there with all his pirate buddies. He steals, um, uh, Blackbeard's sword now he's making the ship go around yes uh and so like that's him he's off to do his own thing johnny depp uh gives uh uh, uh penelope cruz the um the the suicide treatment she's dropped off on an island with one shot in the gun and this is the whole like oh don't leave me here i love you i mean i'm pregnant i mean i'll give you a dollar the character's been so un unfounded the entire time i'm like i'm like does she love him or is she just trying to get off the island? Like, I mean, you have no idea because it's been like... I, I, I thought it was pretty straightforward. She's just like saying shit so that she's island. not abandoned here. Sure. Um, but then he does it. That was kind of an interesting turn. He leaves her there on that island and goes off. Uh, and it's sort of... Uh, oh, and Barbosa, by the way, we got it. Because we, we can't even 
you know, go one movie without at least saying the name. We haven't gone there in this movie, but he is going back to Tortuga. It is shore leave. We're going to be partying hard in that city. Well, that's the thing is, you know, these guys have been working for Blackbeard for a long time. You want to be the new boss. You want to be the fun new boss. You got a, a <laughs> corporate outing to Tortuga. We'll do some team building exercises. <laughs> Yar, I'll get these zombies laid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good question. Are the zombies going with? Some of them get the prominent zombies get killed in the scuffle, like prominent a big beam zombies. falls on them. Yeah, prominent. There are prominent zombies. There's two no, prominent right. zombies. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So he's going to Tortuga, and then like Jack Sparrow meets back up with Gibbs on another island. He has earlier in the film given Gibbs his compass, and he's like, "Hey, man, you're free now. You know, go on." And Gibbs, we learn, has stolen all of those ships in a bottle, including the Black Pearl. And yeah, the whole thing, is, I, I did kind of like the gag of he looks at the bottle and the monkey is stuck in the ship and kind of like jumps out. And that sure. was the only time I kind of laughed when he was like, I hate that monkey. I was like, I do too, Jack Sparrow. Thank you. Um, but then we're sort of left with like, well, okay, we have to do this other incantation to get the uh, ship out of the bottle. And I was like, this is such a blown opportunity for them to just like pull the cork, a cool visual of the ship like coming out of the bottle, like back into the water. And then he's like, oh, wait a minute. Let's open all of those ships. And then the end of the movie could be he's like ruling an entire pirate armada. How cool would yeah. that be? That'd be something. Like that. Yeah, it, it would be something. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of nothing, which is just he kind of just winks at the camera and we go to credits. Yeah, I think he says the pirate fight. Savvy one more time before. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, you're absolutely right. You got to get savvy in there one last time before the credits roll. Oh, and they dude. don't even let that savvy like hold there for a second. And he's like, "Savvy credits." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think they cut before he's done saying the word. Oh man! And then it's like, here's your big problem, directed by Rob Marshall. There uh, it is. That's why this is as messy as it is. Stinger scene. <sighs> yeah, and you know. Stinger scenes should really like add something. You Matter. know, maybe maybe they thought yeah. they were adding something here, but it's Penelope Cruz on the island. Somehow, even though the voodoo doll was thrown into like a lagoon <laughs> by the quartermaster, it somehow has found its way out into the ocean and all the way to this other island that she's been abandoned on. And she picks it up and it's just like, oh, hey, wouldn't you know? And that's the end of it. She's not in the next movie, so it doesn't matter at all. Well, I think that's the same thing with the Sam Claflin thing. It's like, oh, we'll just figure it out in the next movie. And it's like, oh, it didn't test well, so it's not going to happen. So we didn't actually finish our movie. Your stinger scene, well. I mean, you're right. But, like, the stinger scene should be something to do with, like, what happened to that guy that was dragged under the sea by that mermaid? <laughs> Maybe he's just, right. like, they're down there. They're having, like, mermaid dinner on the bottom of the sea. That'd be fun. I don't know. Yes, Javier Bardem is like, I must speak to the king of the mermaid. Well, yeah, <laughs> that would be sit now. I guess this is 2011, and now six years later in 2017 is yep. when the next movie comes out. Correct. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Penelope and Javier were together when this fourth movie came out, but they, uh, they were they when like this they were. one came out. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, that I mean, that is this movie, the first one that they released, you know, not in the uh, Swan Turner cycle. 
Um, and as always here on We Hate Movies, we'll go around to see uh, who would recommend this movie. And our guest today, Jordan, we will start with you. Would you recommend Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'd rather watch Cutthroat Islands. Ooh, <laughs> I, I back that up. Excellent, Paul. I gotta rewatch that. I've never seen it, honestly. Renny Harlan, a better director than fucking Rob Marshall. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ooh, Jordan, now you've inspired me. I gotta watch this movie now. The one of the biggest I mean, I turkeys had, like, a of big all time. Crush. I had a big crush on Frank Langella, which is the weirdest. I watched it for him. Ooh, is <laughs> yeah. is that also why you've seen uh, the live action Masters of the Universe so many times? <laughs> <laughs> I actually met him and told him that I was a fan, and he just basically was like, you're a baby. How do you even know who I am? <laughs> well, he was at a couple of Tiger Beat magazines in the early 90s, if I remember. <laughs> yes. Right, yeah. To tie in with Brain Scan. Yeah. <laughs> he did a few oh, for right. Eddie, too. Oh, Eddie. Oh, actually, that's so great. Bringing back the whoopster. That movie is the first time I ever heard the expression, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Really? Because Whoopi Whoa. says it to Frank Langella in that movie. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, Steve Sadak on Stranger Tides? No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, all of it's funny. The, the farther we get away from the first movie, I'm like, that movie's great. You know what I mean? Like, right? kinda, yes. And I've hated it for a long time, but watching we go down this horrible stairs. And I mean, I do feel like you really miss Gore Verbinski here. Like, each movie is including, each movie that we've seen, including the last one, have really interesting shots in them and this mm -hmm. movie has none of that um it's just soulless and kind of whatever but i would rather watch this than at world's end just for the fact that it's a little shorter and it's a little bit cleaner so i'll take totally it. uh eric siska well i agree with steve that i would put it above at world's end just for the runtime it is like real paint by numbers and dull one thing we didn't get to mention that was pretty cool was Barbarossa has like a booze thermos in his peg lab. Oh, yes. Totally. Pretty nice. But like, I'm just kind of tired. I know the whole franchise so far has been heavily supernatural, but I'm honestly kind of tired of it. Can we just get some fucking treasure? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see next week, mate. You know, may, I doubt it, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess probably not. Javier Bardem's like an underwater ghost. That's what yes. I could tell from the trailer. Yeah, that's, there's, that's like, there's like zombie sharks or some shit. Oh, weird. Know. More zombie ghost things. That's weird. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Chris Cabin? Uh, absolutely not. This is horrible. And like, <laughs> if you like take the top 10 most lucrative films from every year of the last 10 years, you showed them all to everybody nobody would pick this as the movie that costs the most money to ever make mm -hmm. ever. Cause it has no sense of like the spectacle is garbage, right? Yeah. It's absolutely drained. There's no like real like sense of like, Oh my God, they did that with that money. No, it's not. You're just like, Oh, is this over yet? Please. please. <laughs> well, that made like kind 50, of 55 million on this movie. <sighs> five, five million. And, and you're right. There's like, at least at World's End and some of these other movies had great set pieces yes. and the CGI looked interesting. And like, I honestly, I can't tell you one moment of this movie that I was particularly enthralled with. I did like the start with the, uh, you know, with the, the running around London because it was a change of pace. But yes. other than that, I, I, I can't name a single thing that's good. I would say um, there's one way to recommend this movie and it's if you haven't seen those first three movies. Because I think if this was your introduction to this franchise, you'd kind of be like, okay, like it's not great, but all right, I get it. 
I don't know. Um, right. I think this one, more than those others, too, um, even though it's convoluted, it's convoluted in kind of a more straightaway uh, fashion. There's less, like, flippy-floppy on the boats. and the, I mean, they're all, it's all there. That stuff is yeah. all there. But I feel like it was done to a little less of a degree, which means, like, if you were doing it as a hangover movie, you'd kind of be okay with following along because they're just going to this fountain. I, I it feel takes like, them a long time to get there, but that's all they're doing is going to the fountain. I that's feel the, the cutting down of the flippy floppy is just because of the shorter runtime. The flippy floppy yeah. would be back in there if they had another 20 minutes to do it. It would be all flippy floppy. Maybe they cut it out. That's why it was so expensive. I bet yeah. the original cut of the movie was way longer. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. And I, I want to say, too, I, I was doing some, like, you know, I think it was on the Wikipedia page linked to an interview with Gore Verbinski. And it, it was actually a great thing he said in an interview. They were like, why did you wind up, you know, turning down this movie? And he was like, because the only reason I could see to do a fourth one of these movies was purely financial. Yeah. And I think that's, it's pretty respectable, you know, even though, like that year he had Rango. Like Rango and this were the same year. Rango is way and better Rango than Rango is actually movie. good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so much fun. Um and it was just, it's kind of nice to, to have a, a director who's going to say that. And it's just, it's disappointing with Rob Marshall too, just uh, with like the flashiness to it. Because like, I mean, Chicago is one of the flashiest movies of all time. I think that is a great movie. Uh, and it's, this is just so not that. Motherfucker needed a lighting uh, crew. I don't know why we couldn't turn the lights on with these fight scenes. Um, so just like in, in a normal situation, no, not a recommend for me. If this was your... First Pirates of the Caribbean ride, hey, I think you'd be uh, all right. But uh, that is Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, uh, directed by Mr. Marshall, as we have said. Jordan, thanks so much for coming on. This is a lot of fun. We finally got to have you on the show. Um, Yeah, I've been wanting to be on for a while. I still want to do single white female at some point, but yes. Yes, we will will definitely get that figured out. Um, We were originally supposed to have Jordan on earlier but uh, to do single white female, but mm -hmm. COVID struck, and uh, (laughs) we're just grateful you're here today. Yeah, I mean, COVID got everything. I was supposed to host the live screening of uh, Striptease with Demi Oh, Oh, what? (laughs) So that's being rescheduled. I was supposed to do it at the Nighthawk. So whenever COVID is over, please come to that. <laughs> yes, we will definitely be Absolutely. there for that. Are you kidding me? That'd be so much fun. Um, speaking of uh, you hosting things, where can people find your work on the internet? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at J-O-U-R-D-A-Y-E-N, Jordan. And, um, you know, I write for Bitch Media, AV Club, Thrillist. And so I'm... I'm around. I covered all of um, Steven Universe Future, if you watch that show. Um, and listen to Bad Romance. We're on Lunar Light Studio, which is a nice little, like, indie queer um, podcast studio that I just became part of. Oh, awesome. perfect. Yeah. Um, is, there, is there a web address for that, or is it just, is it in iTunes? Or? It's, um, oh, for the podcast or the website? Uh, oh, the, the website, I guess, yeah. Oh yeah, just like, it's like I think it's like lunarlightstudio.com, but if you find my podcast on Spotify, it'll have like information for that. Brilliant. Uh so that's going to wrap up the penultimate Pirate Mania episode of We A Movies next week. Of course, is Pirates of the Caribbean 5. I'm going to go by Steve Sadak's sequel legislation. It Thank is you. Just Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Mm-hmm. Uh of course, find 
Uh, more We Hate Movies over on Patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. Uh, we had a We Love Movies episode on Gore Verbinski's The Ring. Uh, and by the way, I want to mention that the Nexus yeah. this month is super size 90 minutes. Plus wow. 90 minutes. Yeah, we were gabbing a long time. A big daddy episode for some daddies. <laughs> oh yeah, it is both. Yeah, that's right. Both of those Trek episodes, horrendous daddy issues throughout. So be sure to check that out. We will daddy Gibbs. Daddy Gibbs. Jordan, if you make Gibbs. that T-shirt, by the way, I will buy one. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, okay. and I will wear it in public. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna do it for us this week, gang. Until next week with Pirates of the Caribbean Five. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Siddick. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Jordan Searles. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.